You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. So beginning June 1st, you can go to channel3000.com and vote for Rutledge and Hamilton as a Best of Madison radio team. Cody and Milton chimes in. We will take the congratulations. Now, we got to go out there, folks. We got to go win the damn thing. We got to win Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Yeah, it is. I feel good. Finally. It's been a while since I have not felt like I've been suffering through the world's worst head cold. I'm cleared up and had a fantastic weekend. The mountains were blue all weekend, especially. So my oldest daughter turns 10 on Tuesday, but we had a party on Sunday. It could not have been a more gorgeous day. The beer fridge was open. The Coors Light were flowing. And uh, my family, my extended family were in town. It was a, a great time. And, uh, you know, Rosie turns 10, but it was beautiful outside, and uh, we had a blast. And what a, what a great kind of unofficial start to the summer, Alex Stroh. Yeah, I had a great weekend as well. I was over in uh, the wonderful city of Milwaukee on Saturday. Light it up, light it up. Light it up, light it up indeed. And, and we'll talk a little Milwaukee here in a second with the Bucks uh, head, coaching, head coaching search uh, getting narrowed you down. Put, but like a cool, like, crunk young guy thing on a kerchin. Yeah, I just made up a word on accident. You should do it. Like, you should um, lean into it. I'll just tell it's you, not though. Coaching, it's coaching. Coaching. You know who's going to come coach up this team? Uh, no, but, but I sound I, like you're from up north. Great weekend in downtown Milwaukee. Beautiful, beautiful day on Saturday. Celebrating the Marquette University uh, graduation on Saturday Ooh. with some family. And um, yeah, it was great. Stayed at the Fister Hotel, which I don't think is haunted. Everybody says it is. But well, it's haunted. I, I didn't you think. You just weren't worth haunting. No, that's fair. I mean, I was definitely the, the probably the poorest person in that hotel, um, given that everybody there is rich and wearing suits. And like, I walked in there on, on Saturday afternoon, and I just said to my girlfriend, "I said we do not belong here." I'll tell you what, though, and this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue. You know what to do. And do what we did all weekend. Let's crush Coors Light. Clothing, you can fake it. All you gotta do is go again. As the Miami Heat are in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, go to a Miami Heat game, and you see a lot of people faking it. A lot of people, a lot of nice clothes who, you know, can't pay their mortgage or a lot of other things. You can't judge people, uh, especially in places like, uh, especially the big cities, but especially places like Miami, on what they're wearing. Maybe you fit in more than you thought there, Alex Strove. But you were in Milwaukee. I was. I was uh, in Oregon for the most part this weekend. Both had a great time crushing Coors Lights. And the Milwaukee Bucks, and you and I were kind of on this on Thursday, and the Milwaukee Bucks, I think we all could take a collective... Exhale, because Adrian Wojnarowski, senior NBA insider for ESPN, tweeted out, and the story is on ESPN.com, the Milwaukee Bucks have narrowed down the group of top candidates in the franchise coaching search and have planned to meet with ex-Toronto coach Nick Nurse, which we talked about that maybe he's just skipping the first round, and they did not have to ask permission to interview Nick Nurse so they could sneak that through. Golden State Warriors associate head coach Kenny Atkinson, and Raptors assistant Adrian Griffin this week. Adrian was with the Bucks way back in the day, I believe, with Scott Skiles was on the staff as so well. So that's the connection. I was curious what it was. Okay. I, again, I don't know. We've talked about this before. If there's a real connection, we talked about Kelvin Sampson. Was there was that a favor or was that just coincidence? Kelvin Sampson was with the Bucks a long ass time ago. Nobody with the Bucks, including his ownership, was really around. Right. So 
I think the connection is Adrian Griffin is thought of as a really good high-level assistant coach. Obviously, Kenny Atkinson coached in Brooklyn, uh, has been with the Warriors, has been with the Clippers, has been with uh, Budenholzer uh, in Atlanta, and has also been with uh, D'Antoni. And so there's a couple good ties to his background there. And then Nick Nurse, who is kind of just the bizarro, like Budenholzer. And just we, we talked about this on Thursday. Atkinson and Nurse... Uh, specifically, are just different flavors of Mike Budenholzer. Yeah, you're you're right about that, and, and I think you know we narrowed it down to the three categories: what it takes to be a a championship level team. Right, you've got to be good. We know that part, but you've got to be healthy and you've got to be lucky. And the Milwaukee Bucks were all three of those in 2021. The last two years, they haven't been all three of those. Healthy, specifically, the part they haven't been with Chris Middleton out last year and Giannis getting hurt in the first round this year against the future Eastern Conference champion Miami Heat, which is just bonkers. Uh, Never would have thought I'd be saying that, even when they won that series four games to one. But... I, I think you know you need some you need some fresh perspective in the in the locker room for Milwaukee. Uh, Bud was great. You know he he won a championship. He got the title. He won the first title in fifty years for the Bucks. He changed the culture up after Jason Kidd and what an abomination that hire was in uh, in that tenure was. And when it ended and and Bud was brought in, he he, he elevated this team to another level. And, and unfortunately. The life life in the NBA comes at you really fast, and we talked a lot about that last week. But if they go get a guy like Nick Nurse, think about how much that energizes not only the team and the players and the owners and the front office, but think about how a move like that would energize the fan base, Jimmy, right? A guy like Nick Nurse who has an NBA title under his belt, who has coached a superstar in, in Kawhi Leonard and brought him to the highest level of his career, one of his several championships, but is only one outside of San Antonio. So I, I just think I, I think Nick Nurse is a great hire. I think Kenny Atkinson is a fun hire. He's been in a winning culture, as you mentioned, in Golden State. I don't know a lot about Adrian Griffin, but the other two names really do excite me. And I, I think we finally have some clarity as to where the Bucks' mind is at because they were interviewing everybody and their mama the last couple of weeks, and now we finally have some answers. Of, okay, these are the guys that fit what we're looking for. And championship expectations seems to be what the Bucks are looking for. 844-770-3776. We'll make this our first Iron Jock poll question. 844-770-3776. That's how you can get into the show. We are live from the Everlight Solar Studios. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Out of the top three, who do you want as the Bucks coach? Nick Nurse, Kenny Atkinson, Adrian Griffin, 844-770-3776. We'll pop it up on the poll as well. What's your answer? Hmm. I I will go with Kenny Atkinson. You've been on him the whole time, yeah. And that's why I I have no problems with Nick Nurse. But here's the other thing. Nick Nurse is going to be expensive. Not saying the Bucks shouldn't pay it, but Nick Nurse, uh, the follow-up tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski, he is a prominent figure for the Phoenix and Philadelphia job as well. But, Jimmy, let me ask you this, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, If you're Nick Nurse, of those three jobs, which is the most appealing? It's hard. The most secure job, as far as knowing the roster... In theory, in the short term, is the Milwaukee Bucks. Now we talked about this before. Uh, before that, if the Bucks screw this up, Giannis could be gone in three years. Yeah. But Nick Nurse obviously would come in and say, "I'm not going to screw this up." And hopefully, Nick Nurse is at least, I would say, has a good relationship with Horst as far as roster building. Of hey, here's the guys I want, and so maybe they could build a nice roster together. But if you're looking at Phoenix. There's talk that Phoenix might trade DeAndre Ayton, and 
and might end up getting uh, what's the uh, Kyrie Irving and bring him over with Durant. I don't know how Durant signs off on that. So Phoenix has some things there. If you're moving Chris Paul and you bring in Kyrie Irving and you have Devin Booker, that's a hell of a basketball team. So and, and it's you're also you're in Phoenix. Yeah, they're so all appealing. That's not bad. Philly's the one I don't want to touch. Seems I like agree. James Harden is leaving, and, which makes it hard to build a roster around Embiid. Embiid's a hell of a basketball player. I just think that's got the biggest flux. Uh, and I think if Phoenix makes a move, they're going to bring in other good players. Yeah. Now, Adrian Griffin, I would like to point out, I do like this part of it. The Bucks have taken now two clear lanes. They're going with the clear championship head coach uh, with experience, Nick Nurse. In that similar lane is Kenny Atkinson, who I think a lot of people believe got a, a raw deal in Brooklyn because of Kevin Durant and Kyrie coming in, and he got kind of forced out. He had turned that Brooklyn team around, and they had done nice things. He had built that team up to a level where the players there were attractive enough to someone like Durant to want to come there and say, hey, I'll play with these guys, but I don't want the coach who got them there. And then you have, so he's been around championships. He got a championship last year as an assistant, never as a head coach. And then you have Adrian Griffin, who played in the NBA. He played for the uh, Bulls, he played for the Mavericks, played for the Celtics, had a nice NBA career, was a good college basketball player as well. And then he was an undrafted guy that worked his way in the NBA, had a nice career. So he's worked very hard for everything he's gotten. And he's been an assistant with the Bucks, the Bulls, the Magic, the Thunder, and the Raptors. And he's always been that guy that's right there on the edge. So if you were looking for a coach to kind of lift you up to the next level, or he could surprise you in a good way, Griffin's the the safest gamble I think you can make as an assistant coach. Yeah, you're you're right about that. I mean, obviously Atkinson, but he has the head coaching experience. But yeah, why, as a straight up why, why I ask you about the most appealing location is is because you look at the superstar ridden. You know, both all these teams are superstar ridden, right? Philadelphia with Embiid. Uh, you mentioned uh, obviously Phoenix with KD and, and Devin Booker, and then Milwaukee with Giannis. All of these have their appealing, uh, you know, parts of them because all of these teams are teams that are competing for a championship in the near future if they aren't already. Right? These are all three playoff teams from this year, all three high playoff teams from this year, that that got bounced early, uh, earlier than expected. So I, I would think Milwaukee being the less dysfunctional organization in the easier conference is probably the most appealing location on top of the fact that they have the biggest superstar of any of these names at this point in 2023. So I think Milwaukee is the most appealing, which is why I think maybe Nick Nurse is the future head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, and that's a hire that would excite me. I don't. I think it's right there with Milwaukee and Phoenix. I think it depends on how much the Bucks want to pay Nick Nurse, yeah, and how much they view the difference between Nick Nurse and Kenny Atkinson. The nice thing about Kenny Atkinson, and I'll be fine with any three of these hires. To be fully honest, I am fine with any three of these hires. But eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Adrian Wojnarowski has put out the t- the Bucks' top three candidates to be their new head coach. Nick Nurse, NBA champion. Kenny, as a head coach, Kenny Atkinson, an NBA champion, as an assistant coach, and then Adrian Griffin, uh, who has been a premier assistant coach, has no head coaching experience. Kenny Atkinson's had some. Which one of those three would you like as the Milwaukee Bucks head coach? Alex, I, I started the show with this. Have you taken or will you take a sigh of relief with this finalist list? Because you're all freaked out. I was. Is there any of you and everyone? Yeah, I was. No, I, I, I'm, I was really happy when I saw this come across this morning because two of those three names are the two names we've talked at length about in Atkinson and Nurse, right? So I was really happy to see both those guys on there. Um, I will admit that I was a little bit surprised we didn't see Doc Rivers' name. I thought he was going to make it to the second round. I really did. I, I didn't want him. 
I just was surprised he didn't get more of a more of a shot than uh, than he got. But uh, no, I was really happy with this this list. Like I just said, I really don't know much about Adrian Griffin. What you just told me is all I know about him. So thank you for reading the Wikipedia page to me. I appreciate you. I know Adrian Griffin. Though. Well, he played for your Bulls. Yes, you said and that. he coached with the Bucks, and he was with that Scott Skiles team. I think uh, that would have been Brandon Jennings' team with that there. So yeah. I've known Griffin, and also. I love the NBA. He's been up for jobs. He hasn't gotten it, gotcha. but he's been a guy who has been a name floated for an assistant. Now, the problem he runs into, which I think a lot of a lot of assistant coaches do, he hasn't been a head coach before, and the stakes are so high in the NBA that it's hard to take a risk on a guy who hasn't been a head coach before. Yeah, no, There's you're only right. a few teams that can make take that risk. And, and some of these names are going to make a stir, Jimmy. And, and speaking of making a stir, uh, we, we certainly did that over the weekend uh, on social. So on Friday's show... Now, did we, we do this? Uh, well, ChatGPT did this, yes. but but we, we posted the list of the most overrated Wisconsin athletes ever, according to ChatGPT, and it got over 100,000 views on Twitter, got over 150 replies, uh, 53 quote tweets, which is typically not a good thing, uh, because everybody were calling us very mean names, even though we did nothing. It was all chat GPT. I'm a little bit bummed out, though. Why are you bummed out? I feel like chat GPT did a better job than we can do as far as like an interactive tweet or show. Hello, Jim. Hello, Alex. Who's this? Hello? Is this chat GPT? What's going on? Do you guys know who that is? It must be chat GPT. I don't know. What is I created on? quite the stir this weekend, didn't I? You sure did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you, you certainly did. You, uh, yeah, you, you, my Twitter was blowing up all weekend. I really didn't appreciate that very much. Way more than we get our own Twitter to yeah. blow up. This is what's frustrating to me, yeah, ChatGPT. Why did you do this to us? All that this proves is that I can do your job better than oh, you. Stop. Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, Go Pack Go. <laughs> hey, I mean, that is how Am I just battle. hosting with Matt Hamilton? <laughs> yeah, Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, Go Pack Go. Sounds like Maddie. It's- Rutledge and GPT. Yeah, Rutledge and GPT. Wow. Uh, yeah, you're pretty good at it. I- I'll admit that. Uh, but I-, I do not appreciate what you did to us this weekend. Watch out, Matt Hamilton. Goodbye, Jim. Goodbye, Alex. See ya. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Common sense prevailed in the NFL. What are the odds? It's not too often, but NFL owners have passed a bylaw that allows teams to have a third QB in uniform, a 47th active player on game days. Why does that matter? Think of the NFC Championship game. This allows you, in a case of worst-case scenario situations, like the 49ers versus the Eagles in the NFC Championship game, to have a QB who's actually capable of playing quarterback dressed and ready to go. So now, going forward, all teams can now dress three QBs. Darn it, I was really looking forward to uh, to Jaden Reed being the Packers' emergency quarterback. Because, you know, Jordan Love goes down, then Sean Clifford goes down, in comes Jaden Reed. And, like, didn't Christian McCaffrey, he was going to play some quarterback, but then he ended up not? I feel like he did. Did they run the Wildcat? I don't remember exactly. I think they ran the Wildcat, and he warmed up on the sidelines throwing a couple times, but I don't know if he actually and then ever somebody got somebody ended pass. up re-entering the game, I think. But. It's a really it's dumb it wasn't a rule before. It's a really smart thing for the NFL. This isn't, like, baseball can be cute and fun if an outfielder has to come in and throw a few pitches because there's 162 games. It wouldn't be fun in a playoff scenario, and in a baseball game, it's more of like, hey, we'll just save our arms and let a guy come out here, and we'll just pass the time. The NFL, there's 17 games, 
and you have the playoffs here, you don't have time to dink around and be cute or have a fun scenario like Reed playing quarterback as your quarterback. Like, if the Packers are in it and Reed had to come in and that costs you the playoffs, you're going to be pretty infuriated, like what imagine most 49ers are. And it's just not a good product. So I'm glad the NFL has solved this. And hopefully going forward, uh, you can have avoid a situation like happened with the 49ers versus the Eagles. Let it never happen again. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're presented by Coors Light live from the Everlight Solar Studios. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. We are reacting to the news that Adrian Griffin, Nick Nurse, and Kenny Atkinson, according to Adrian Orzanowski, are the three finalists for the Milwaukee Bucks head coaching job. Which one do you prefer? And uh, we will continue to take your calls on that. That is a first Iron Jack poll question, 844-770-3776. Right now, 80% of you. Whoa. 80% of you nurse. say Nick Nurse. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that makes sense. He, he was definitely the number one name from the get-go. But uh, surprised only, like, what, what, what do we got at for Atkinson? 10%, 14%? 12% now it's climbed up to. 8% for Adrian Griffin. Zach Morley chimes in with a uh, friend of show. Zach Morley chimes in with the very logical answer. More important question is, who does Giannis want them to hire? That's who's getting the job. That's a great point. 100% agree. Because, again, the Bucks know... That Giannis is loyal but not an idiot. And if he doesn't like what's happening, he's going to let it be known and then the Bucks could be on the clock. And why do I say that? Because if the Bucks didn't feel like they had at least some pressure to get things right, they wouldn't have fired Budenholzer. They had to fire Budenholzer because they felt like, we got to start right in the ship. The next shoe to fall here is what I think will be a major roster change. Whether that's moving Chris Middleton or shuffling out basically your entire bench. Yeah, I, I will say this, Jimmy, and you'll remember this. Back in 2018, when Jason Kidd was fired, Giannis was pissed. He really did not like that the Bucks made that decision because he was tight with Kidd, and he liked him as his head coach, and he, and he thought he was the guy to get him to the next level. Ultimately, the Bucks made the right decision after that. They went and hired Mike Budenholzer, who ultimately elevated Giannis's game. He was a- able to help him win some MVPs and ultimately – what you're trying to win is an NBA Finals trophy, the LOB, right? And they were able to win Larry O'Brien in 2021. So they got it right that time. But now this is going to be the, the third or fourth head coach in Giannis's career, um, but really the third during the meaningful years uh, after Kidd and Bootenholzer. They have to get this right if they want Giannis to stick around. And, and they, He's under contract for two more years, but you and I bickered about that on Thursday. You can hear our whole debate on the Giannis contract situation on that show. But Wisconsin, the man, Apple, Spotify, and those great places, and that's brought to you by our good friends at Revive Restoration. RevivePros.com is the site. Yeah, and so I, I just I, I view this as such a crucial move. And something I pointed out on Thursday that I, I just feel like we can't forget about is there is a new owner in play here, in Jimmy Haslam. And I don't know how much of a role he has in this, so I'm not I'm not saying that necessarily, but you know he has some sort of influence in the situation. It might be very minute, it might be very little, but it could be a lot. We really don't know how hands-on Jimmy Haslam is, but we do have a new owner involved. So I don't know how that changes this, but I'm happy with this list of these three finalists. I think this is this is this shows us what the Bucks have in mind, and that is that this team, and, and it's not surprising, but we're all on the same page, this team has championship expectations now, right? Not in three years, not in five years, now. So that's why Nick Nurse makes a ton of sense here. Or Atkinson does too, but, but I think Nurse would be the sexy, splashy play. Wes Edens is the governor of the Milwaukee Bucks for the next five years, so he is the deciding vote. Okay, And so even though the Haslam's have joined, it is now Wes Edens who is the 
final vote in all of this. Now, that could be more procedural, but if we are curious, that is how that breaks down right now. And with Budenholzer hire, it was Giannis and Chris Middleton who sat down with Budenholzer along with the Bucks brass when the Bucks got... Basically, the Bucks came to Giannis, in my understanding, and Middleton and said, we like this guy. Do you Hopefully, you like him, too. And mm-hmm. if there was some sort of like poison pill in here, which nobody expected and it didn't happen with Budenholzer, and I would imagine that's basically how it's going to go now. But, hey, we like Nick Nurse or whoever our guy is, so one final little sign-off here. If you guys are good with it, if you come back and say, I hate his guts, then we can revisit this, but otherwise, <laughs> it, it should be procedural. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. He's Alex Strofe. I'm Jim Rutledge. You can get to the show, 844-770-3776. Devontae Adams relitigating, leaving the Milwaukee Bucks. Strofe, you were excited about this. He was on the... Well, I'm not excited. That's not the right word. Well, you were excited about the talking about it, though. This got your ire up, and he was on good the I am... I am athlete pod, and he first talked about the Milwaukee Bucks, excuse me, the Green Bay Packers, and the offer that they gave him to kind of extend with the team. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Like they was it was it like the the number wasn't right? The years, the guarantee is. I think it was a little bit of everything, but it was more so as far as what I, the feedback I got from them was the, the cash flow and, you know, based off of what was available. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I never was told that they don't think that's what my value was. And I never even really gave a true number. But we got an initial offer. And because one thing you don't do is go in and say, here, this is what I want. You know, I want to hear what you think I'm worth. And then from there, I'll tell you. So once I got the number, it was south of 20. South of 20? It was and south you end up 20. getting what at, with, the, with the Raiders? 28.5. It was south of 20? Yeah. That was that was going into my last year. And on top of that, he talked a little bit more about how Green Bay, and we kind of knew some of this, and this kind of leads into some of the issues that Devontae had. They didn't even offer an extension going into the 2021 season. You know, based off of what I had done, like, you want to see another year of this before I get paid? Like, I feel like this is, you know, I'm, I'm basically on a tag this year. It's less money than a tag, and it's no security, just like a tag would be. You know, they allowed me to play that whole year without getting paid, and then I had another year of what I do, and it made it tough on them, and then, you know, I had some decisions to make. So that's that's basically what, what came down to that. And obviously the whole Aaron thing and, and his uncertainty of his future in Green Bay factored in heavy for me. So if, if they would, if they would have paid you the year that you wanted to get paid, you still be in Green Bay. I, I would have been in Green Bay for sure. Factored in heavy for me. So this is what I want to ask: eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. What do you think the bigger factor was? The disrespect of the offers from the Green Bay Packers, or the uncertainty with Aaron Rodgers' future? Because he said it factored in heavily. Yeah. I really feel like. There's a there's no wrong answer in this, but I think it was a 50-50 split. I think Aaron Rodgers' wishy-washy nature and that uncertain future was a major factor if you're Devontae Adams because he wanted to prove he didn't need Aaron Rodgers, but he went to somewhere in Carr, who was at least more proven. It's not Aaron Rodgers' level, but yeah. pretty damn close last year, let's be honest, But uh, like statistically. But he went to somewhere he knew the quarterback and felt like he could have an opportunity to succeed and got closer home, and they paid him. So... Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Do you think Aaron Rodgers' wishy washy nature, his uncertain future, was a bigger factor for Devontae Adams leaving, or was it the what I think the word we can use for it is insulting, at least in Devontae Adams' eyes, contract negotiations? With it's Green insulting in my eyes, Jim. It's insulting in my eyes. Uh, he's the best receiver in the league, and I don't think it was close at that point uh, two two off seasons ago. So yeah, no, I, I think. Uh, 
it, it's both. They both factor in heavily. Uh, I feel bad for Devontae, though, because to your point, right, he wanted quarterback security. Now he will be on his third quarterback in as many years uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo coming to Vegas. But nonetheless, he's got a quarterback that has done it and, and, has, and has proven they're a good quality NFL starter this year. So I'm, I'm sure he's happy with that. Now, what, what fired me up so much about hearing this over the weekend was that, that it popped a question into my head, similarly to yours, right? It's, a, it's an or question, but it's all in regards to the Packers front office, right? And I haven't figured out where I, right where I'm at with it yet. And that is, was this A, just pure negligence by the Packers front office where they are lowballing the crap out of the best receiver in football? Or is this them showing their cards earlier than maybe we expected that they knew what was coming, what was on the horizon, and that was Aaron Rodgers isn't around for long. We're going to need to move to love. Maybe this was them making a quick move towards the youth movement they're heading into here in 2023. Could have been a little bit of both, but I... I don't know if it's more negligent by the Packers front office that they only offered him what we can assume is $18, $19 million, which is very, very low and not anywhere near where Devontae Adams he got 28. is. Worth. He's, he's making 28 and a half with, yeah. with Vegas uh, the last two years. So I, I don't know. Um, last year and into this year, I mean. But I, I don't know if this is negligence or if this was them understanding what's coming. And that is, hey, we're going to move off another Hall of Fame quarterback. We're, we're going to work toward that youth movement. Where they're at now, they're the youngest team in the league by a mile. So I don't know which one it is more, but that's what that's what stuck out to me. If that's the case, if your theory is proper that they were planning on this, then they're planning on a rebuild. They're not saying it because otherwise it's stupid. Like if you are planning on going to Jordan Love and you want him to succeed with wins and you want this team to try to win football games, you keep Devontae Adams because you could have won with Aaron yeah. Rodgers. But are they self sabotaging? If you wanted to go a little bit more uh, deeper into that stroke, like are they self-sabotaging by saying we're not bringing back Devonta Adams, so then Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the season that he normally would have because you are taking away no, an elite I, player. I don't, I don't think but, it was a self-sabotage. But. Let me finish here. The Aaron Rodgers stats fell off a cliff when Devonta left. As far as he went from elite to good, mm-hmm. borderline great. Mm-hmm. And if you had Devonta Adams, we all agree that the team in the playoffs last year. And so, how do you move off Aaron Rodgers if you're in the playoffs? And so I'm not saying they actively were trying to be worse, but at the same time, I think they're saying, well, what we want to do is reset our books. We want to have our guys in here. Is Devontae a uh, Goody guy? Uh, Well, he's been with the team for 25 years. But he was the decision maker when he was picked. When he was drafted now. So it's not that far of a stretch where Goody says, I want this to be my team now. And I can move off Devontae and clear up some of that money and – Aaron will be gone in a year, and it's a little bit easier to move off Aaron Rodgers if we don't make the playoffs. And then Jordan Love comes in. That's my guy. And either he'll work or he won't, but I'll at least have one more crack at the apple to get the quarterback position right. And so the best way for me to be successful, even if the quarterback isn't great, is to be able to have as much roster flexibility as possible. So that moves off Aaron Rodgers' deal. Devontae Adams isn't brought back. You're going to move off Devontae, or excuse me, David Bakhtiari and, and then Aaron Jones after next year. And all of a sudden you have, a, you have your coffers are completely... Uh, empty, you can fill them however you want, <laughs> and you have all these draft picks, and now they're all your guys. Look, I, I love a good conspiracy theory. You know me. I love a good conspiracy theory. But when That's Hines- not a conspiracy. That's but, just but, but no, Jim. hubris. When, when hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously you can say, yeah, maybe they self-sabotaged and they went, what was the record, 8-9? and nine. But there was an injury there. That team came out the gates last year very flat, right? Uh, the first pass or big pass of the year to Christian Watson down the sidelines is dropped. They lose to the Jets and the Giants, who we didn't think would be very good last year. They obviously end, ended up each being okay. The Giants, in fact, won a playoff game last year. But 
this this the, just because Devontae was gone, I don't think anybody in the world thought the Packers would take a backslide to a non-playoff team in a weak division like the NFC. But North. all they had to do, and it, it's the same thing this year. It's not they're not trying; they're just not doing the most they can to win. No, and, so and there's, absolutely, there's absolutely a case to be made there. And if they had Devontae, more so this year than last. Though. And I think if they had Devontae, it's not crazy to say, oh, we could expect two more wins. Yeah, you could expect at least one. You're in the playoffs. Before you got, yeah, before this year. So it's not sabotage like we want to tank. It's just, hey, Devontae and one more win isn't worth it to us. Maybe two more wins isn't worth it to us because now it gets even stickier to get rid of Aaron Rodgers, which is our, which is our long-term plan. And it's not a conspiracy. It's hubris. And you know who is... Uh, I would say a lot of evidence to being very full of themselves. The guy who drafted Jordan Love to push out his franchise QB. That guy made a pick, (laughs) traded up to get the fourth graded quarterback at the day of the draft. He was viewed as the fourth best quarterback in that draft. Why do I know that? Because he was the fourth quarterback picked in that draft. And so the Packers traded up to get a guy at a position they didn't need who was viewed as the fourth best prospect, who they said, you know what, we're smarter than everyone else, and we're going to go trade up and get this guy, and Aaron Rodgers' feelings be damned. That's a guy, and I said this pick, I said this the day they made that pick, it's a pick of hubris. And it could burn him. He could turn into Icarus. Yeah, I mean, good reference there. But no, I, again, I think this is another situation of, of hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Aaron Rodgers, no pun intended with the year Jordan Love was, was drafted in 2020, but Aaron Rodgers was fine in 2019. He, he wasn't as bad as he was last year, but he was fine. And oh, I, he was pretty good. I, I mean, think he was a, lot very of, efficient. A, a lot of, well, yeah. He was, he's, two interceptions? It's, it's Aaron Rodgers, dude. But he doesn't two, throw interceptions. Only two interceptions. That year. Um, but I, I view what happened after 2019 as okay, Aaron Rodgers is declining. Quarterbacks don't play into their 40s. This guy is on a time. like He's on a clock, and it's running low. So th- that's what Goody viewed as the right time. And, and Jordan Love, and we know Goody. He's very stubborn when it comes to the guys he's high on. Right? Drew Locke was a guy he was high on. Oh, uh, hindsight 2020, horrible. Right? Jordan Love might be horrible. He might be great. We just don't know. Sean Clifford, who everyone else is basically rated as the worst quarterback in the draft, well, undraftable, the worst, uh, fifth. Fifth round. Yeah. It wasn't hubris. good. It wasn't good, but maybe Brian, it would turn out to be good. Who instead knows? Instead of uh, Goody, just call him Hubie. Hubris. Hubie. Very hubris. Yeah. It's hubris up there in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. But looking back on it, right? Like nineteen, it was a Pro Bowl year for Rodgers, um, and it just. But it wasn't Super Bowl caliber Aaron Rodgers. It wasn't the MVP Aaron Rodgers we saw the two they years after. They were the NFC that. Championship game. To be fair, they were. Now they got smoked in that game. They but. did indeed. They got absolutely rocked in that game. And even if you didn't know, you could just guess. It was Forty Nineers did it. It was the Forty Nineers. You're right. Um, they I, always do it. Yeah, they. Yeah, a lot of the time they do. Um, and they did in 21. Aaron Rodgers' last playoff game for the Packers was a loss to the Forty ers But I, I just. I, I understand your point. It, it, hindsight, of course, it wasn't a good pick. I don't think a lot of us thought it was a good pick at the time. I was excited about it at the time. I've told you this many times. I think you and I were the only two that were excited about it in this company, but for very different reasons. Um, and it's really the trade-up was the part where it was just Oh, yeah, that was a slap stupid. in the face, right? Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, it, it evolved into another 13-3 and three year. Um, the following year, so that was a team that yeah, didn't take a back won the Super Bowl if they had a player instead of a backup QB. I'm not disagreeing with any of that, Jim. I'm not. I'm just saying I, I don't think it was necessarily Goody's hubris. It was more him planning for the future, and here we are in the future. Yeah, but you could say that that was a screw up because Aaron played for enough years afterwards. You could have drafted Jordan Love's a Hall of Famer. I won't call it a screw up. Or you could just had Jalen Hurts in the second round. I know, but hubris. It, it, that's that's why you don't Goes know anything about the draft. He was he was viewed as the number five quarterback in that draft. Viewed as hubris. 
there was clearly not much of a difference between Jalen, uh, or excuse me, Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts at least did it at a big school. They were not that far apart in their grades because Jalen was picked at the second round. It wasn't like a, I believe it was earlier in the second round, not bottom. So it, it you know, obviously. Goody saw there was enough of a difference between Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts that he couldn't just wait to draft Jalen Hurts and trade up in the second round and give up less draft capital. He said, i got to go give up more draft capital to get this guy in the first round and pay him first-round money. So I still stick to, and it's not a great GMs and great players have hubris, but that was a pick of hubris. And you know what? You can feel pretty great about yourself if you go to Carbon World Health. You can go to CarbonWorldHealth.com. And ask about semaglutite. That's what I'm taking. It's helped me get my body fat percentage down. It's right around 10%. I'm right around 200 pounds. I'm fit. I'm at the the, the physical levels I haven't been at in years, and it's all thanks to Carbon World Health. I would just recommend signing up for the six-week experience. You get blood work done. You get to work out there. Then you can figure out if semaglutite's right for you. Maybe it's hormone optimization that's right for you. Uh, Maybe it's just a workout plan there. Whatever it is, you get the full experience of Carbon World Health. They also have some great recovery things like cryo and red light therapy. It's all there at Carbon World Health. No reason to wait. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. I think Booney was listening to this with like a convertible top down driving around the lakeshore of Milwaukee after he was uh, let go or they mutually parted ways with the Milwaukee Bucks. He's Alex Strofe. I am Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Uh, we are live from the Everlight Solar Studios. Yeah, with Booney, we've talked about this many times before, Jim. He just looks like a guy that always needs a drink in his hand. Right, like looks like looks like a guy light. that just got yeah. done golfing eighteen and needs yeah. a Coors Light. That's what he's always looked like. So yeah, I wouldn't doubt if he was rocking a little Ario Speedwagon, having a cocktail. Uh, you know, say, there's worse saying, ways to get over something than just like sitting like on your boat or on your deck, Coors Light, and cranking some Ario Speedwagon. Yeah, no, there 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 are certainly worse things than that. So, uh, but no, I mean, I, I I told you this last week, and I'm still feeling a little bit today. Nick Nurse would get me excited. I just still don't know that this was the right move. Um, it, did it run stale a little bit with Budenholzer? Yeah. Did he lack some of those crucial in-game decisions, especially in that Heat series? Yeah. And, and that's been a problem of his in the past. But he is a coach that won you a national or not a national championship, a NBA championship. Um, so I, I just felt like he deserved another year. But uh, again, the NBA is just so much different than some of the other leagues, right? I, I mean, Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl in 2010 and didn't get fired until 2018. Now, this was a team that was in the playoffs a lot. I know this isn't apples to apples, but he got a lot longer of a leash than he ever would in the NBA. Bud wins in 21. Two years. Uh, For McCarthy? It's kind of just a May. I mean, it was horrible at the end. He got fired in season, which I don't think anybody saw coming. Same with Paul Christ, right? Like, we've had a lot of... So, those two make a case of this was the right move. Probably, but it depends who's next, right? Whereas, to specifically look at Chris, who came next? Fickle. Luke Fickle. I guess Jim Leonard, but Fickle, yeah. Uh, Who's turned the Wisconsin football world on its head? Luke Fickle. And he hasn't coached a game yet, and I'm excited about that. But Everybody is, and rightfully so. Nick Nurse is the safest way to say that moving off of Budenholzer just is what it is. Because 
in today's NBA, in today's world, Budenholz is going to have a job. So it's not like this poor guy's out on the street. It's not like he's cooked or it's over. But Budenholzer and McCarthy, to me, are very fair comps. They are very good coaches. I don't think they're great coaches, but you can win with them, obviously. You won with McCarthy, yeah. and they won with Budenholzer. And the reason why I think they're comps is not – I don't think they're smart or I don't think they're adaptable. I just think that they have very similar beliefs, just different sports. McCarthy seemed to believe with his offense, we're going to run our offense so damn well that it doesn't – and we have such good players, it doesn't matter what the defense is doing against us. We're just going to out-execute it by being very precise because we're so darn good at what we're running. And it worked. It got him a Super Bowl. It didn't work enough, but it got him one. Budenholzer, his offensive and defensive schemes, more defense than offense, seem very much of, we're going to play our defense a specific way all season. I know he made some modifications uh, throughout his career with the Bucks, but we're going to play this way all year. We're not going to make in-series uh, Changes. We're not going to go drastic and do something out of our comfort zone. We're going to sort of run what we run, and we're going to run it as best as we can. And that got them a title, too. Nick Nurse is different than that. Nick Nurse is a coach who's got a title. He's got two seasons of over 17 games above 500, and one with a, with a great player as well with Kawhi Leonard. Do I think there's a dramatic difference between Nick Nurse and Budenholzer? No, but the difference could just be that they're different. And sometimes you just need a new voice in there. Atkinson's a bigger roll of the dice. That could be a culture change. Yeah, Maybe he brings in some of that culture magic from the Warriors. And then Griffin, that's the hardest sell. Just from, he, especially if you don't get Nick Nurse, you're going to bring in Nick Nurse's assistant because that's where he spent most of his time. I do like Adrian Griffin. I wouldn't be upset about it. It's just the hardest sell, I think. I think Nick Nurse, if I was betting on it, I'm betting on Nick Nurse. I kind of want Kenny Atkinson. I'm not going to be upset about Nick Nurse. Yeah, I totally agree with you. One million percent. I think uh, I, I think anywhere they go of these three, I think Adrian Griffin, as you said, is, is the ultimate wild card. Is a big question mark. But the other two, I mean, these are guys that have done it before. Uh, both have done it at a high level, whether that's as an assistant, as a head coach, or both, really, in both of their cases. So I'm excited regardless, and it's it's nice to finally get some clarity. But when I need clarity on the weekend, Jim, I turn to my friends at Door County Distillery, locally produced, handcrafted, and award-winning spirits made in beautiful Carlsville up in Door County. I was over there about a month and a half ago now, checking out the distillery, checking out the processes, learning how they make their gins, their award-winning bourbons. It was just the time of my life. So if you're headed up to Door County this summer, I cannot I recommend anything more than stopping by Door County Distillery on Highway 42 in Carlsville or Door County's right here, baby. You can get it wherever great liquor sold, whether it's the gins, whether it's the single malt bourbon, which I've uh, which I had a little bit of over the weekend. It's all great. It's all wonderful. And even better on their website, DoorCountyDistillery.com. They've got great, unique cocktail recipes that'll sure to be the hit of any summer gathering you've got coming up. So go to their website, find the retailer near you, and win over to your party. DoorCountyDistillery.com. That's DoorCountyDistillery.com. We roll on right after this. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Richard Hamilton. Hamilton is back on Wednesday. Allegedly. He did offer to call in from Alcatraz. I did say we were open to that. The Rock, if you will. 
but he has not actually followed through. He's Alex Strofe. Oh, well, did either of us respond to him? I did. Oh. He's Alex Strofe. I'm Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studios. And we are going to get into the Packers... Uh, kind of OTAs are starting today. We're yeah, talk about some first p- media practice tomorrow, which uh, means Jason Wildy, who we'll have on the show tomorrow, will be there. And we're going to talk to Wildy about it. And we're going to next uh, hour here, which is coming up in a minute. We'll uh, we'll talk about a little bit um, coming up in pos- eight minutes. Actually. Yeah, positional battles, and you know what the strongest positional group for the Green Bay Packers is, and what the weakest <laughs> positional group <laughs> is for the Green Bay Packers. All of them, all weak or all strong? All weak. And we're doing it all week too. But I'm, who do you want wow. the Bucks to hire as from their final three candidates? The three candidates are from Adrian Wojnarowski. Right now, seventy percent of you are going with Nick Nurse, Kenny Atkinson in at twenty percent, Adrian Griffin uh, in at ten percent. That sounds right to me. Um, I, I'm in fact surprised Griffin got ten percent of the vote. But I, I, I assumed it would be an overwhelming majority on Nurse, a couple people on Atkinson, like you are, right? And I, I did you vote Atkinson? Yes, I did. Okay, and I voted Nurse. And I don't have a problem at all with Nick Nurse. I just think if you want it, to your point earlier, and again, 844-770-3776, you can chime in on this as well. Do you want Atkinson, Kenny Atkinson, assistant coach, most recently of the Golden State Warriors, has coached in Los Angeles, New York, Atlanta, and was the head coach of Brooklyn. It has a title as at least one as an assistant with the Warriors, and... Uh, it was really as a very highly sought after coach. I think he will end up getting a job. Nick Nurse uh, won a title, obviously, in 2020, uh, Coach of the Year in 2020. So, not that far removed from being viewed as an elite coach. We're, Alex, we're not far removed from people putting Nick Nurse in the Eric Spolster. Yeah, I know. Category. And, and it, it, I always thought that was too much. And we talked about this even before Bud was fired. I thought Bud, Bud did more for the Bucks than, than Nurse did for the Raptors, but. At the end of the day, I guess it's pretty much equal because they both won a championship. So, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a fun pick. He's a younger guy. He's, he's obviously just coming off his first tenure as a head coach where Bud obviously spent some time in Atlanta before he was in Milwaukee. He's a grinder. I mean, he, he worked is. his way up through the G League. as in a, He was at Northern Iowa at one point as an assistant coach. Got a lot of experience. He was the two-time NBA D League champion. NBA D League Coach of the Year in 2011. So uh, he has been a guy that has grinded his way. But at every level, he's won individual awards and, more importantly, team awards. So he has grinded his way up. And I feel like the the firing was a, a little premature. For Nurse? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't make the playoffs this year. So I, I, I get that, right? The expectation in the NBA is to make the playoffs. It's the bare minimum of any team. Well, they got because the more, more than 50% of the play in, but they lost. Right. But I'm uh, saying it's just they were 41 and 41. And so uh, he, he had one bad season, and that was after they won the title. Or excuse me, two years after they won the title. Because he won 58, 53, and then 27, and 48, and 41. But this team has been systematically removing their best players. Oh, I know. Uh, Kyle Lowry gone, not obviously Kai, uh, Kawhi Leonard left. They've been systematically trying to rebuild, and they ask, go, go make the playoffs, but you've got a rebuilding team. But you've got Pascal Siakam right, uh, to lead the I charge. Like. I, would t- I, would I like Pascal, Chris- too. Honestly, I would trade Chris Middleton for Pascal Siakam. Uh, I agree. I agree with that. Um, Maybe that happens. Anyway. Probably yeah, not. so we'll see. I, I, it won't. But um, I think they'll do a coach swap. I, I think Bud's going to be the head coach of the Raptors. I, I said this Ooh, weeks ago. Scandalous. Uh, I, I said this weeks ago. Yeah. I, I, th- I think we're going to have a little, a little coach key swap. party thing. You ever yeah. watch the show Wife Swap? Did you ever watch that? Hey, no. At one point, it seems problematic. Really? You're t- you're telling me? 
Interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Speaking of problematic, and I brought this up to you before on this show because I just am so entertained by him. But Magic Johnson, do you follow him on Twitter? I don't because it's 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 so honestly typi- just so typically ridiculous. it's just like updates, right? It's just like he's writing a Sports Center. It's like ChatGPT yeah. had a Twitter account. Yeah, you know, it's just you know sometimes it's like, well, I I was so happy to see the Lakers beat the Celtics. Blah 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 blah. blah. But last night. Magic laid out the fire. He took the flamethrower out last night, Jimmy. Get this, from from Irvin Magic Johnson on Twitter. Quote, In my 44 years of being associated with the NBA, I never thought I'd see a Boston Celtics team, a franchise with 17 championships, quit. I know Celtics fans all over the world must be disgusted and devastated. The Miami Heat blew them out 128-102 to in Game 3. Take that for data. <laughs> well, it was a pretty gross game. Dude, it was awful. I, I, I didn't really... I don't think I made it past the third quarter. Um, then I started watching Air on TikTok. I haven't actually watched the real movie yet. Well, have, don't do that. TikTok movies are for movies you've already seen, not for I, movies I know, you haven't seen before. I, I don't get into I, that trap. But it was at like... So I, I, I saw one clip, and then they started popping up a bunch at like 1 in the morning. And I wasn't going to flip the movie on that late. So I ended up just watching 40 minutes of the movie on TikTok. No, if you're gonna watch it, well, I'm, that's I'm gonna my watch advice. It. I'm gonna watch it, but now it's a little bit tainted for you. Like I think tic- yeah. watching a movie on TikTok is for, but I I know you, but there's a romance. There's a purpose behind a movie. There's a storytelling aspect to it. There's ups and downs, and they put all this effort into it. It is viewed. Last I looked, it was like nearly 100 percent Rotten Tomatoes as far as a great movie. Everybody I've talked to said it's phenomenal. But it's you have to. For a movie, it's a ride. It's like a book. You yeah. can't. You have to go for the whole ride. Well, I went for the whole ride on Guardians of the Galaxy, Chapter 3 on Friday. Very good. You told me it was the best soundtrack. I don't think I can get down with that as a take. However, I was very happy to hear two songs that I've played on this show a lot made the movie. Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine and San Francisco by the Mowgli's are go. two songs I've used on this show a lot, uh, and they were both in it. And I was like, hey! I like that. I like that. Uh, so anyway, and my daughter movie. gave me the the look. We, can we work in No Sleep Till Brooklyn? In uh, the show I more? think it's in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah I think we can work. I that think one we've anymore. used that one. Honestly, too. I've created the Guardians of the Galaxy playlist off the last three soundtracks, and it's perfect. It's a quality soundtrack, right there, my friend. Yeah, it is fantastic. It's also quality to go to Ho Chunk Gaming Madison last week uh, alone. There was the biggest win of thirty one thousand uh, dollars. So look, go be a winner. Go to Ho Chunk Gaming Madison April jackpots were almost $12 million. Biggest jackpot in April was $82,000. So go be a winner. They're open Monday through Thursday, 8 till 2 a.m. So you can be a winner even into the morning at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Go be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Hopefully the Bucks hire a winner. I'll tell you what, though. Yeah. I think Nick Nurse, and it happens because he gets let go, I, I do think he is actually a better coach than Bootenholzer. He would be a slight improvement. Like this roster last year, they basically won with like a hand, like they basically won with the Bucks roster without just remove Giannis. So Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., who missed half the season, uh, Scotty Barnes is OG and Anobi still was the there? Other one too, yeah. yeah, solid player. Sixty. All of those guys are solid. Yeah. So that's that's hard. They compete and they that roster looks like a team that's. Maybe they're supposed to get forty-five but wins. Jimmy, that's not a fifty-win Jimmy, team. Jimmy, there's a guy with the name I just called you. That is hoisting a team to a whole nother level as an eight seed. Jimmy Butler, right? He is the stud on that team. And they have other pieces, right? Bam Adebayo being one of them. But that's not really like a cha- what we expect a championship level your, team to look like. But they have Jimmy Butler. Like Who's on the, another level in the playoffs. Right. I mean, season. they don't have, if they had, there's nobody on this team. If you've stuck Jimmy Butler on this team, then you have a different conversation. There's nobody on this team that's, that's Jimmy Butler. 
Uh, Matt Hamilton with the text of the day. Service isn't good. I'll call you once I get out of prison. <laughs> All right. Matt Hamilton is in San Francisco. He's on The Rock. Uh, I would have. I kind of had a feeling they weren't going to have great cell reception in a former prison that's called The Rock. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know if they put a lot of towers out that way, and I would imagine there's a lot of cement there. So hopefully Matt Hamilton will have the opportunity to join us live from prison uh, at the Alcatraz. Breaking news, Matt Hamilton currently in prison with his wife out in San Francisco. Giannis, that's a He got put in uh, radio host jail. He's been benched for ChatGPT, so... Uh, it's true. Yeah, I mean, basically, ChatGPT had the same takes that Matt Hamilton has, uh, you know, as far as the Green Bay Packers and just sports in general. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.